you have a large following and one of the Benjis asked about that like the the kind of downsides um i know you've been trolled i know there's obviously with any kind of public facing person you probably face negativity and challenges um so can you talk on that topic um yeah so i think the most i was very hesitant of making my page public that was like one of the things because i always posted like it wasn't like all my friends knew what i was doing and i love traveling but um once I did start opening up my page, the messages that I got weren't like, you know, they weren't always the best. And I know you've talked about this on the podcast before with like your wife and how she gets messages from random things. Um, but I feel like I just didn't expect it to be that big. And then I started relating to other gores and stuff. Like there's so many people that like will message you and it's just like fate on repeat right so like mm. in my hidden like requests and like my messages i have like fate in it and that's so sad right like i have to put fate in it because people are so aggressive and like um i know like with some of the uh, messages that i get these are things that are doing seba right like um i went to like i said i went to toronto smogum and some of these people are like doing seba up front and i get messages from these people right there's no like um they don't like because it's like online and it's like behind closed doors they don't see that they're like there is like backlash there should be backlash there, these actions aren't really acceptable and like it shouldn't be a thing and i feel like because i wear the star like i want to be approachable i want to be like i want to be there for people but i can't like mm -hmm. i'm not going to be able to like open up my doors and just say like oh yeah like ask me anything like that's never going to happen because people are so like I don't know. I don't know how to word it, but like, um, it's really hard. And like, I get messages all the time. Like, oh, um, like some of my comments, like sometimes I delete them because they're so negative. But um, like recently I got a message that like it was in Hindi. I just used the translation thing because I didn't understand. Um, but it said like shame on women with turbans. Right. Um, and like just messages like that. And I feel like it's important to take up space and um like online especially like uh for like growing up i didn't see other people that look like me on social media and i feel like you know the best way to get people to interact with Siki isn't like i know there's like a lot of like sick uh, sick podcasts like mm -hmm. yourself and like that's a very good way to like you know people that are already like they have their foot kind of in it but like other people that don't know anything and they're like oh what is this right like I feel like it intrigues them when they can relate to someone else in a different way so like mm -hmm. um I've, I'm from like right now I live in a very Punjabi community um and like I have I've never had so many people like comfortable enough to ask me questions as I like as I do now which is amazing right um so I get like questions about reincarnation all the time because I like I talk about it all the time. I love the concept of like, you know, the trees the same as like me and like I love it, right? <laughs> um but I've never had anyone like comfortable enough to talk. Like nobody's like I don't know. I feel like I I wasn't born into Sikhi technically. I was born into a Punjabi family, but um like I wasn't comfortable enough talking about things like that or asking questions because I feel like people just assume that I should know. Um and I want to be there, like, I want to be there, but, like, it's very hard to, 
like you know being trolled and like having comments and like especially by like things that you know are doing seva and like have those yeah i don't know yeah i actually um, i haven't told anybody this but there's a world famous kirtani who was messaging darshan kaur and i we have access to each other's account and um he was doing a tour and he came to the uk and someone messaged me saying oh would you mind treating this person because they're having some back pain and i didn't want to go into detail it is a shame that there's no accountability um like you said you're kind of people almost you know, you don't want to put yourself out there because even people who do put themselves out there and say look i'm getting these messages often some people will turn around on them and say um you know stuff about them so i think it's it's a shame that you're doing prachar through your passion and because of that you're having to face some negativity around trolls um around like unsolicited messages um and and you probably have to deal with this stuff every day so how do you kind of cancel out the negativity how do you keep boundaries how do you protect your mental health and your well-being um so i do i i feel like i take social media breaks quite often even though it like might not seem like it um i also have like i was talking about hidden requests i really like that instagram because that's what i primarily use um has that now so i go in and like you know like i have words set up so unfortunately that means i also have fatih in there because um there's some people that message me fatih every single day <laughs> and i want like i want to connect with other bbn like i want to connect with other cars right so i go through sometimes and i see them um and then i also have a system where it's like usually if i post something with other friends and i tag them then they'll get messages as well so um then i do have like a system where it's like uh, it goes to my brother um and then he'll deal with it because sometimes you know like if it's me if it's just me it's fine um like i have a system set up but these are like these are my friends these are my sisters i don't want them to have to deal with any of that cuz they didn't sign up for it right um and i still want to be able to post them right like they're going on trips with me they're having fun whatever um and sometimes that means like um i know my brothers have um, like we have it's a very tight knit community in edmonton so all the the youth is very well connected um and i know like some of my brothers have like messaged back and they're like why are you messaging or like this isn't appropriate or like to people that they know that are doing seva and like like um at toronto smogon we met someone that has messaged every single one of the cars that went with me which was not okay and they were doing seva up front right and it's like that's very unfortunate and like dealing with that like mentally like going there and seeing like mm. wow like this is like behind closed doors this person is very different right like um it's very hard and like i feel like people don't understand that like social media is like like i can block people out right like i can delete comments i can like remove followers whatever but like just having that like sense where it's like people aren't held accountable for their actions and like these are amritari sings right like usually that's uh, where my account is like where i'm being trolled at um that's really unfortunate i hate it so much because it's like this shouldn't even be okay like even like commenting sorry uh even commenting on like people's posts and like saying like weird things isn't okay and like but messaging someone like i don't know like it's very hard and i feel i take social media breaks all the time because it's too much it is honestly mm. yeah it's it's very sad that it's that 
the people who are trolling you or are sending unsolicited messages are your own community, like our own community. That's really sad, um, but is the truth and the reality. And I don't think it's something that we do kind of talk openly about. That is, it is an issue because I, I don't know of any Bibi who doesn't get unsolicited messages, regardless of whether they're married. There's a Singh who does six and his mum must be in her 50s and he says she gets messages. Um, so I don't know, I don't know what to say about that. Um, and then it's it's really sad that you have to go smuggums and these people are there and it's like, you know, it's it's really weird. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I think that's uh, I don't know if we have the answer to that one. Um, but I think it's it's commendable what you're doing to to regardless of all of these challenges you're still for the benefit of the community still putting yourself out there so it, it is very much appreciated and on the flip side of it have you noticed any positive um, outcomes from your work um yeah um so when I was in on my Punjab trip recently um I got to connect with a lot of gores and Bibi and that are there and like usually you know like even my cousins that are from there that I got to meet um they weren't allowed to do a lot of the things that I was so a lot of the questions started off with like how are you even allowed to do that like our parents would never right um and like I'm not that old I'm like I'm 20 so I'm pretty young um mm. so like to other people it is quite a shock that like I'm allowed to do so many things and like that's always like I've always pushed my boundaries a little bit I'm the youngest so like you know I get my way <laughs> Um, but like a lot of the times these scores would come up or like they'd, um, text me, send me a DM and I love, like, I love having these conversations. Right. And it was like, how do I start traveling? How do I like, you know, like, um, there was a car that wasn't even allowed to like go do Seva without like a male guardian, um, uh, at like Gurdwara Sahibs or like, and that is an issue, right? Like not, mm. not even being safe, feeling safe. Uh, sorry, not even being able to feel safe where, you know, like we're all supposed to be safe. That's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. And like, that should be the bare minimum. Like, you know, you should be allowed mm -hmm. to go to your local Gordora or like anywhere for that fact. Um, but like having those conversations of like, you know, like you can do this too. Like it just takes like, you know, like you need to, you need to like kind of push through. And like, um, I know my parents, like when I started my Instagram account, um, they were like, oh, Monique, like, don't post anything except, like, you know, sicky content and, like, then you'll be safe and, like, people won't, like, text as much, right? And I started off with that, right? Like, my first uh, posts were, like, about my horses and, like, things like that. I still got messages. It wasn't that I didn't. So I was like, like, it's going to be like that for the rest of my life, kind of. Like, these people aren't going to understand. So um, when I did start posting, like, things about, like, it wasn't, like... um. Sorry, not to call people out, but like, you know, there's a lot of like BBN like fashion accounts and stuff. And that's what people saw. And it's like there are other passions and other hobbies in like our community that aren't represented. Um, and I feel like people were like kind of amazed by the fact that like there was a car go like going out and doing this and that they could too. And I feel I really believe that like if you can see someone else like you doing it, then you can do it too. And like mm. getting questions all the time from like how do I start hiking and how do I get outside? How do I ask my parents to like, let me go out or how do I take my parents with me? Right. Cause I love going out with my parents. Um, but like those questions really like, um, 
like they pushed me to like go do like bigger things and like go on better adventures I guess um but like for other people I love that they're starting out right I love that there's like something out there that's pushing them to like oh yeah like we should go out and like you know um slow down and travel and like explore right that's amazing I'm really inspired just listening to you talk and one of the things that I really appreciate is the fact that you're just yourself you haven't tried to do what everyone else is doing and I don't know any other Gursik who have exploring pages they may be out there but I'm not familiar with them so it's so refreshing to to meet someone who's just comfortable being who they are um, and showing up like that so yeah where do you get that from is that because you've because as a parent it's interesting to you want your kids to be like that you want your kids to have the confidence to be themselves and still be in Sikhi um, so where do you get that from um so like, honestly, I started, like, I fell in love with traveling and exploring from a younger age. So I grew up in Northern Alberta and um, my dad, he's been to over 80 countries, right? Like he's a big traveler. Um, and I feel like it kind of, when, um, when he immigrated to Canada, it kind of like slowed down a lot. So he traveled a lot when he was like my age and, um, hello, sorry, I don't know what happened. Sorry, Benji, it, the recording paused. It's probably just a data issue um, or a, a network issue. Would you mind continuing from where you said he, he the traveling for your father slowed down a lot when he emigrated? Yeah, um, so he's like, it slowed down a lot when he immigrated to Canada. And I feel like it was like, there was a bigger workload and like he had two kids and a family to, you know, um, work for. And I really I felt like I missed out so much on like not being able to be with him right and he would always tell us stories and like um like the photos behind me if you can see them they're all his and um he used to love taking photos and like that really inspired me to like you know I like growing up I had a camera and I would go around and take photos of everything that I could find right um but I feel like I missed out a lot on that. And like, I wish I was like, you know, I could have traveled with my dad or there wasn't that big like workload and like that he wasn't working all the time. And I'm trying, like, I've always like, I have a trip planned with my dad next week, right? I went to Punjab with my dad and I love it, right? Like I love being able to travel with him while I still can. And his dad was a big traveler too. And my dad always gets sad that he wasn't able to travel with him as much. Um, so I feel like it is like in our family as being a god like that kind of pushed it down a little bit like uh, my parents would always be like you have to have someone with you like uh, an adult like I'm still I'm an adult but like they mean a parent um, mm. and, like those conversations like you know I pushed the boundaries a little bit and like we got into like I can like I go out with friends and like um, cousins and like I do day trips by myself right and like I understand their fears I understand that like it, the world's not that safe right like I know that I understand that and it's like um being able to like show my parents that I'm responsible enough and I can take care of myself like my parents have always had me in martial art classes they've always had me and like I've always been out there like going on trips with friends and like found like even if my friends are going on a family trips, I'll, I just, I used to tag along, right? Like I used to be like, okay, I'm coming. Like, I don't care if your whole family's going, I'm going with you. <laughs> um, but like for my dad, he like, he used to be a scuba diver and like, he used to wow. love traveling, right? Like 
to me, that's amazing. And it feels so surreal, right? Like my dad, wow. Like he used to go out and travel and scuba dive and all these things. And then when I was born, like all that stopped because there was so much to do, right? And I understand like that's like he had to let go of a passion and I want him to like kind of bring it back that's where I get most of my inspiration from and then the flip side of it is like I want to inspire other cores to do it too like I want I want them to be out there right I know a lot of um like sings virgies that are out there and they can they're allowed to travel they're allowed to do these things right Mm -hmm. so even if we have to go like start in big groups right like I go in big groups all the time with all the cores from Edmonton we do yearly trips we've been doing like going to the mountains this year was Toronto Smogum and like staying for a couple days extra um we've done BC trips like we do it all the like every single year we do at least one and um, I wish there was a bigger, like bigger community of cars that were going out and like being able to do this. I, I'm reading Michelle Obama's autobiography at the moment and slightly related. She had a piano instructor who was a great aunt of hers. He used to live, um, she lived in a maisonette, so two floors to her house. And the piano instructor used to teach private lessons every day. And so when she started, she felt like she had by osmosis gained this love for the piano and gained an ability because she already knew the tunes she already had heard so much of the piano being played growing up so it's really interesting to hear you say that about your father and your grandfather because it sounds like there is a potential for osmosis for that to that passion that love for something to pass through without your father saying to you i want you to get into this i want you to do this i wanted to ask you about the practicalities of traveling one as a Sikh and two as a Bibi. I personally have been stopped at the airport for random searches every time I go to America. Um, So what's your experience in traveling as a Sikh? And that's one of the questions which was sent in. Do you have challenges? Do you get looks? So whenever I do, like, obviously we get, like in Canada, we're allowed to wear a six centimeter coupon, which is really helpful. but we still get like patted down and there's a special security line and they usually close off the um, the security line itself. Um, they usually uh, close it off so that all of us can like um, get patted down and everything. Um, I haven't had bad experiences with America actually, um, but with uh, the last time I flew with, uh, sorry, the last time I flew into Vancouver uh, with my dad, he was held up for about 10 minutes and there were, it was a Punjabi auntie, right? Like she's just patting him down again and again. And this people in the back, right? Like they started saying, oh, like uh, this shouldn't be happening. This is like, this mm. is so sad. And these are like, go to. Um, I haven't really felt a lot with airports. Like that hasn't been that bad, but like, I feel like I get I constantly get stares. I, I'll always be stared at. And it's like, even the part of Edmonton that I live in, it's very Punjabi dominant. And I used to work a job that was like, you know, like 20 minutes out of the city. And I would always get stares and questions like, what are you wearing on your head? Like all those things do come up. And then I traveled with a Benji that has a lot of case on her face. Um, and obviously it's a blessing, right? But um, she always gets questions like, oh, are you a man or are you a girl? Which is really unfortunate because it's like, nobody asks for your comments. There's no reason that you should be giving them or like at all. Those comments, those stares, they're like, they're just not called for. And like, I feel like in our community, it's so much worse. Like I went to, when I went to Punjab, it was always like, I would get like stared at even like, I went to Hazur Saib. And um, so I traveled by train 
which was an experience in itself, right? Like um, all my cousins wanted to go all of a sudden. So we like canceled our flights and like we went on the train and um, I walked in and like first thing we did was take a shower. It was so sweaty. Like we did it was like 36, 38 hours. Um, and we took a shower and I changed into sweats and like a long sleeve t-shirt. And like, I thought that was very appropriate. And I walk in to uh, Lungerville outside, right? Um, and I walk in and the the that at the front is like, oh, you would look nicer with a chunni on, right? And I was, I just like, I looked at him and I was like, um, okay. And I like started to walk away. And then he's like, oh, are you a girl or a boy? And I was like, okay. I was like, okay, like, great. This is Azur Saib. I'm wearing a star on my head. And I still like, um, these comments are still coming through, right? And then it didn't affect me as much, much, but like I noticed right away that my masia, they told my cousins to wear to me the whole trip, right? I feel like in our community, like I can't change how other people think about us, but our community as itself, we have so much growth and there's so much room for improvement and like staring and like asking questions that like, you know, that you shouldn't be asking strangers in the first place. You wouldn't, I work in the National Health Service and you would be sacked you would lose your job if you made a comment like that to somebody. Um, so it seems like in civilized society, there's no space for that. But somehow it's still deemed okay to make comments like that. Like, are you a boy or a girl? That type of stuff. And Darshan called my wife's had that stuff growing up. And it's, it's completely inappropriate. I have some of my colleagues at work, and these are British people um listen to this podcast and we were talking about some of the issues in our community about how women aren't treated equally even though they should be um there's this stigma around mental health so if someone goes to access therapies it's seen as something being wrong with that person um and and you should have this bravado and the stiff upper lip and you shouldn't you should acknowledge or um, talk about kind of your problems um issues around like uh, alcoholism, drug addiction, like we have so many, so many issues in our community. And I think some of the stuff you brought up today is it just demonstrates that we have so much work to do. But things like this interview today, I'm sure will help, especially for Bibian who will be listening to it and they'll resonate with it and they'll think, oh, look, Benji's still doing what she's doing, regardless of the fact that she might have had a comment or she might get stares. She's still brave and, and strong in her faith, and she's still going. Um, so you are an inspiration to a lot of people out there. I also went to a Jusai in the train a long time ago, probably before you were born. I think I was about, yeah, I think it was probably about 20 years ago. So it's probably before you were born. But um, it, it, it's an experience, isn't it, going to a Jusai on the train? Um, yeah, it was, I think, like, first it was a culture shock that I was doing it, right? Like from having the mindset of going on a plane and then like transitioning to the train and then going so local, right? Like um, I kind of like, I took my own sleeping bag and I was on like the top portion and I was just like laying down trying to feel comfortable. It was so hot. Like, um, and like the washroom situation was, I feel like I just couldn't get over it, right? I was like, I was constipated the whole time. I was like refusing to use the washroom. <laughs> um but has that then, has that not improved in the last 20 years <laughs> i don't think so 
<laughs> is there still um, a hole in the floor or have they improved? Yes, it is. It's still a but hole. But those in the are floor. the senior ones. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the most uh, culture shock I felt was when they had um, like little kids come in to clean the train. And like there was little kids that would come and like they would show off stunts or like do cartwheels and stuff and they'd come in to ask you for money. And I feel like to me that was like the most of the people in the train were going to Hazur side. That's where it was a Hazur side uh, express. Um, but like having that, like having those people come in and like, you know, like Punjab is supposed to be a place of like everyone's supposed to have food and like a place to stay and like Gurdwaras are so accessible and like still having these people come in and like we know about like all the like the grooming and everything that happens in in those places right um but like i felt like that was the most culture shock that i felt like having those people walk in and like i like i just stood out the whole time um so yeah like it was really hard i'm not gonna lie like i think that was like one of the most the hardest things that i've ever had to do like but yeah what was your experience on the train my experience was, this was going back a long time ago, as I said, it was before you were born, but me, me and my brother, there's a four year gap between us. And so we didn't really have that much in common growing up, but Haju Saib forced us to talk and spend time together. And so it was a positive experience for me because I got close to my brother. Um, but that was that was the bit that stands out for me. It wasn't he he was he did get incredibly ill um, as well, and the toilets were an experience. And then people coming onto the train to sell snacks. Uh, right. We didn't have buskers in when I went, but they were. They, it was interesting to see the different communities, even the different colours like of 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 skin, depending on where you were, and and just watching the the hills roll by out of the window. It was. It was quite a positive experience, but I think it was more to do with my my getting an opportunity to get close to my brother because we didn't really talk, um, and that he was forced to talk to me because this was before Wi-Fi and the internet. So <laughs> when when we talk about travel, everyone wants to travel. It seems, and uh, there's lots of places like Japan and and Pakistan, which are on my girls' list of places to travel to. But money always comes up as a as a hurdle. I think, oh, that's going to be too expensive, or um, there's the cost of travel, there's the cost of accommodation, all those types of things. And it seems like you're traveling all the time. So, did you win the lottery? Um, are you really rich? How do you manage um, it? So I started working at twelve. My parents were very against it. <laughs> um, but so I just went to the local, the community rec center, and I came back with a job. And wow. my parents were, they didn't know about it. They didn't know what had happened. They were like, why do you want to work? Like, we we provide for you. Is there something you want? Like, what's going on? Um, they were very against it. And I feel like ever since I was 12, so that's eight years, I've been working a part-time job my entire life. And, um, like, being able to, like, you know, the independence of having your own money and, like, being able to use it where you want, kind of, it's very freeing. And I would always spend it on, like, you know, um, adventures or like things that I like I'd really want and um it taught me how to like save up and like you know um all those things but I feel like when on the internet like I, I'm not traveling all the time um so I do I'm a full-time student I also right now I'm a basics of Siki intern um so that's wow. full -time. 
uh, and then I travel on the side and then I also do like I write blogs and stuff for um, companies and like there's a lot behind the scenes that people don't see and I feel like it's just assumed that like you know I'm traveling all the time or like I'm super rich or like you know I've had comments um, I had a comment saying oh your dad probably pays for all this you're so rich like whatever um, which like you know there is always a way around like I have um, my cousin's an international student and she she's still able to travel because she has good saving habits um, and like you know being an international student that costs a lot in itself so she's still able to put money aside so there's always a way that you can do it uh, for me like for my uh, India trip I I worked before I saved up a lot and then um, like I came back and I took a little break from working. This is the first break I've had in years. And then now I'm back in, back working with Basics of Sikhi, obviously. Um, but um, I've also refed on the side. So I was a soccer referee for a while. Um, I've worked, I worked at McDonald's, Dairy Queen. Like I'm from here. So it's very hard for people to understand like, um, oh, she, she shouldn't need to like work or do things like that. But I'm like, these are things that I want to do and like to achieve my goals like money is like obviously I'm not going to like tell my parents oh like I need this amount like because I want to do this like even if you're not involved like I'm like you know these are my goals I want to be able to achieve them by myself so like I've done McDonald's Dairy Queen um like retail like I feel like that's something that our community it's like frowned upon um to like have your kid work so young and I grew up with like I had a lot of Gorea friends growing up. So like um, they would get paid for their chores, right? Like to me, that was such an odd concept. And I feel like it did, it prepared them a lot more for saving and like being able to buy their own stuff of like what they want, what they need instead of like, you know, your parents oh, do, like, do you want this? or you can have it, right? Like, mm. um, and I love that like my parents were able to do that for me, but like, I wish there was more like, you know, to like teach us about finances and like teach us about like, um how to spend your money or like how to save up and I still continue to work like I just bought my first car um which wow. was yeah and it's not like <laughs> thanks it's nothing fancy right like it's it's older and I feel like that's also something like I always like my parents my parents have fancier cars so like my parent my dad when I showed him the car that I was buying he was like oh like are you sure like I can pitch in we can like you like we can buy something nicer that'll like last a longer time but to me it was like wow like I worked so hard to be able to get this and at the end like I can do anything I want with it right but like being able to save up for something that you've wanted for a really long time is very rewarding the gram is so niche based like you don't see my whole life um mm. I'm a full-time student. I'm going into my fourth year um, and I work full-time. And on top of that, I have like a very strong family um, connection. Like we do a lot of things together. The Sangat here is very well connected. And um, there's just a lot going on that like, I love that I don't have to show that online. Mm. Yeah. It's amazing. I think we need to do another episode on, on money management because I think it's, you're, you're very you've got a good head on your shoulders and I wish I was like that at your age I think I spent my money on car alloys and stereo systems and and things that I look back and think that was a complete waste I have nothing to show for all of that all of that time that I was working so I think you're using it a lot better you've created memories and and uh, solidified connections with people and much more valuable expensive lastly I'm really interested to know how you got into Sikhi and your journey 
Um, so I grew, uh, again, I grew up in Northern Alberta. It's very, it's a oil town. Um, so my dad works in the oil fields and we didn't have um, even a Punjabi community growing up. So all my friends were Gode and like, I went to a Catholic school out of all places. Um, and while we did keep our gays, um and we were vegetarians, um, it was more of like a Punjabi thing um, than a Sikhi thing. And I remember my Nanaji, he used to be, um, so growing up, he used to be um, very into Sikhi and like, he kind of, um, he came to like the first time he came to visit us, I was really young and he was so upset. And I, I remember him being so mad that like, we didn't even know how to do like Japji Sahib or like anything. We didn't even know what that meant. So every single day he'd gather all of our Gode friends, right? Um, and we'd all sit down and we'd do Dara Sahib Zapat. And to me, like, um, I was like, what is going on, right? I was as confused as all my Gode friends. And um, like, then my parents kind of like, they felt that there was a need, like we were missing out on a lot of things that like they had growing up uh, in Punjab. And so we moved to Edmonton, which is like six hours away from where I used to live. Um, and it's so I like we were moved to like a very, very brown, very, very Punjabi community where like the schools are dominated by Punjabi people. Most people speak Punjabi, right? Like there's you can take Punjabi classes in public schools. Um, and I didn't know Punjab. I didn't know how to read or write Punjabi. My like, but I could understand it, um, kind of. So my parents put me in a Punjabi school, Kirtan classes, and this was all for my parents to push. But I feel like I was expected to just know a lot of things. I was just like, oh, like you're brown, like you know, you're Punjabi, whatever. You should just know all these things. And I didn't. Like I was so clueless about things, and I felt like it was embarrassing to ask others, kind of. Like um, I was a teenager, or whatever. Um, but it was really embarrassing to ask others for help or like ask others like if they all understood right my brother understood right away he was like very well connected he found his love for Sikhi through Shusters and like um quickly he found like a group of friends that like he loved hanging out with and everything and for me it was very opposite um I felt like I like there was a lot of um uh, I couldn't connect with all the cars here. I couldn't like, I didn't understand what was happening. And then my brother went to go get Amr Shuk. So my mom had already got uh, Amr Tithat and then my brother was going. My mom's like, oh, Ramnik, do you want to go too? And I was like, um, if I don't go, I'm going to be missing out. I'm going to be the only one left that doesn't have like, uh, isn't Amr Shuk, right? And I was like, okay, like I'll go, right? Like, <laughs> It was kind of like, oh, yeah, like, sure, whatever, right? Like, it's not a big deal, whatever. Um, so I got it, and I didn't understand what it meant, right? Um, and it's like, when you don't understand the importance of it, right? Like, um, I feel like it worked out for me because from that, I started going to Sangat, or, like, my mom's like, oh, Ramnik, like, let's go to Sangat. Um, and then, like, from that, I got to connect with, like, I got to ask other I felt like I started feeling confident enough to ask the other course to, oh, can you help me with my dastar, right? Like, um, can you help me with, um, I started going to Gatka class. I loved it. I love being like, I love being physical and like, you know, doing things that are like, um, that are more physical. And like, um, I think I, I made my best friends from Gatka class and um, we used to like go to competitions together and everything. And I feel like, 
to some extent, they didn't realize how much that helped me and how much that like pushed me towards Sikhi. And like to this day, like ev like everyone in Canada, they talk about how like close the Edmonton Sangat is. And like, regardless of what, like what anything that happens, like I feel like I'm so blessed to be here, right? Like I always think about it, like what amazing comes like I might've done in my past to like even achieve like being in Sangat with these people. And it's like, um, like having that um, community, having that like, like I didn't appreciate it in the beginning at all, but now I'm like, oh wow, like this is this is where I want to be for the rest of my life, right? Like this community is amazing, and it's like um, if I didn't have that, I always think about it. I talk I talk to them about this all the time. If I didn't have them, and like if I didn't have that push, even with my parents there, I feel like I would be like I would be someone else. Like I know I wouldn't be here at all. Like um, yeah, I, I talk about this all the time and it's like, um, it's, ve it's very difficult because it's like most of them grew up in Sikhi, they grew up here and I came from outside and like I hear this all the time, it's very hard to like fit in and like, um, like you know, do everything and it was very hard for me too, but like taking that leap of faith and like being able to like, you know, like those Benjis that did come up and that did say Fateh every time that did come up and like make me feel comfortable that was very important to like my journey and those are little things right like I wish um everyone and everywhere that happened right like that'd be amazing yeah amazing um Benji I've taken up a lot of your time and I know you have a sore throat so I feel bad uh hopefully <laughs> we can get you back on the podcast at a future date and we could talk about some of the more exciting things that you're doing as well um there's so much we could talk about there's so many more questions to answer but i think i'd have you here for three four hours um i'm sure you got <laughs> so benji where can people connect with you where can they um get in touch um so again i do have my um instagram messages kind of um filtered but if someone did have a really like a burning question um they can ask me on my email it's linked in my uh, on my instagram and i do look at that even though some of them aren't like the best um mm -hmm. i do look through those and i feel like that's the best place yeah yeah definitely um yeah do let me know if anyone emails you um and it's not relevant because then i'll block them as well <laughs> okay thank you so much for your time today and thank you so much for having me.